Hello, I'm Anthony Morrow, and this is Get On The Money, the podcast about helping you understand how to look after your money. I've worked in the finance industry for 20 years, and I still think it's far too complicated for most people to get their head around. So that's why every week I'll share a bite-sized lesson for you on a different money matter. Last time I told you about why it's so important to have a budget and to update it regularly. But how can you stick to a budget if you don't know what money is coming in from week to week? That's the situation that Adam's in. Adam is 25 and he's working the gig economy, so he doesn't get a regular paycheck. Adam's using a different name for the purpose of this interview, so he feels more comfortable talking honestly about money. Being broke is like not just the money in your wallet, it then seeps into your mindset, it then seeps into your lifestyle. If you don't have money in your pocket, then you're not food in your stomach, then you don't want to go out. Your demeanor changes, you get angry, you get anxious. Adam's got some tips for you if you're in the same situation. You'll find out the best way to manage your money when your work isn't always guaranteed. But first, I want to talk to you about something I read in the news recently and how it could possibly impact your own finances. The Living Wage Foundation have published some research that I think it's really important for you to know about. 37% of people on zero-hours contracts are given less than one week's notice of the hours they're going to be asked to work, and 7% are given less than 24 hours notice. That makes it impossible for these people to make any sort of plans around what they can and cannot afford to spend from literally one day to the next. That's why it's really important for people on zero hours contracts to have a complete understanding of what their bills are and what their outgoings are. Outgoings are anything that you spend your money on. So that could be from gas and electric, to food, to your bus pass, to petrol, to insurances, to things for your kids. All of these things fall under the heading of outgoings. Now, if you don't know how much money you're going to have coming in from one week to the next, but you know what money is going to go out from one week to the next, then that's an impossible situation to manage. This is why the idea of saving is really important, because it gives people the safety net. And as difficult as it may seem to think, well, how can I afford to save money? You need to look at it not from the amount that you're saving, but the fact that you are saving anything. So it may be that it's only a pound or a pound here or a pound there. Once you start getting into the habit of squirreling away little bits when you can afford them, then before you know it, not only do you feel really good about yourself, because you're managing to do it, but it will build up. And it's that part of when you do come into some cash, that rather than immediately think, right, I'm going to go and spend it all, just hold a little bit back. You know, there's no magic amount, you know, it'll all vary from one person to the next, but always having in the back of the mind think, thinking, right, I'm just going to hold some back here because actually in a couple of weeks' time, I may not get the same number of hours that I got this week, you know, and what am I going to do about it? And that's why Adam, who we'll be speaking to shortly, has got a really interesting story around how he manages his life around zero-hour contracts. 
If you're getting good tips and advice from Get On The Money, please could you take the time to leave a five-star review on your podcast platform. Hi, Adam. Thanks for joining me on Get On The Money. You're 25 and the past year you've had quite a few different jobs. Can you talk me through your relationship with money? Okay, cool. Yeah, so I work in social media. Over the past 12 months, money has been a very fluid part of my life, as it is for, for us all. It's had its peaks and troughs, for sure. It's not been linear at all, my relationship with money. It's been uh, something you learn on the fly. I'm in probably a much better position now than I have ever have been with money. What sort of things have you have you done over the last 12 months to support your income? How long do you have? This is the topic. Like, how long do you have? I mean, we're talking March to March, like, transformative year for me in terms of money. I'm trying to think back. 2nd of March 2020, I was doing a lot of, um, like, sports refereeing. I was doing that. So I would have been still getting paid from that. I took a job at Tesco stacking shelves, like, at 4 in the morning in COVID time, in lockdown 1. I was a waiter for the first time at a really nice Asian restaurant. August, September, I was doing that. I was doing Deliveroo. I was doing Uber Eats, part of me, in a Deliveroo jacket. And then now I'm doing, yeah, <laughs> social media stuff and also doing audio stuff as well. So that's like six different jobs there, like in a year. The hustle is in me. I mean, what, what sort of plans do you have, you know, looking forward in terms of money? I think the like short-term plan is definitely just save for sure save, get a base. A couple of years ago, I came up with what I call the never broke fund. People call it different things. It's the same concept. Just having that base level that no matter what, like I am never broke ever. That's just the fund that you have and put it away. So I kind of need to work on that. Like I said, you know, made a recent mistake with money and had to dip into my savings. But now moving forward, you know, building up that never broke fund again is the short term goal medium long term save up for a holiday because i deserve one people want to treat themselves yes will i treat myself using my own money i would much rather so i won't take out a loan just to treat myself or you know even use klarna or things like that like i'm not really into it it's cool to like pay for something over three four months and pay it in smaller installments but i can't i don't want you on my back just for my own security so i try and like just keep it frugal but then looking forward to long-term bigger aspirations money for sure do you have like a target every month that you look to try and put away or is it very much a case at the moment very much a case of whatever's left you'll try and squirrel away but not be too hard on yourself if there isn't anything i get paid pay for what i need to and then save and where do you save into the never broke fund is cash yeah i've got a savings account so always on my app so adam why did you set up the never broke fund I mean, it's super simple. I never wanted to be broke. Like, really, really never wanted to be broke. I just wanted a buffer. Like, money was at that time, like, falling out my hands and it wasn't even that much. Like, I was working part-time. Like, it wasn't even that much money. And I was still kind of finding my feet. I think this is probably, like, after uni. And I was like, okay, dude, just, just have this little pot of cash. Because I had a lot of change. And I had a lot of change in a really, really nice box. And I was like, let me fill this box with some cash just to make it look a little bit nicer because I'm not going to have this really nice box with a load of bronze in it. That was one reason. Then staying stable and not having to stay up at night worrying about where my meal's going to come from or what item I won't be able to buy 
on the next supermarket shop just to have it there. And it wasn't a lot. A few notes in it, make sure I always had it for emergencies. Because then an emergency happened, I was like, oh my God, great. What does being broke mean to you? Being broke means... Being broke means a lot of things because being broke is like not just the money in your wallet. It then seeps into your mindset. It then seeps into your lifestyle. You know, it's a fluid thing. You know, once you... If you don't have money in your pocket and you don't have food in your stomach and you don't want to go out, then like your demeanor changes. You get angry. You get hurt. You get disappointed. You're frustrated. You get anxious. You know, I want to be grinding my teeth at night. Like, it's not the way. Being broke is money not coming in, then like... 200 in savings and like 100 in the current account like you know, yeah you kind of broke that's just my base level that's what my lifestyle everybody's lifestyle is different being broke is really based on experience but i think being broke is a cycle of not having this consistency and then the emotions that come with it and how that plays in your life and then how it looks when you the glare that you give to the cash machine when you go look at your balance <laughs> your concerns about being broke have they come from experience? Yeah, they have, definitely. Definitely they have. I've been broke off my own accord after uni, for sure. Before uni, like working at college, living at home, it's good. It's fine. Buying all the Jordans. In uni, I was really good by student standards, but I was working. Student finance didn't give me as much as I needed. Like, it barely covered my rent, so I had to work. And I had to work a good job to be able to not be broke, to kind of even just remotely continue on the lifestyle that I had before being at uni. Then after uni, don't get student loans, had an overdraft on my head, ambitions, goals, things I wanted to achieve, and all that cost money. Job market was hard, coming out after uni, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then I got a job and then I was cool. Then got made redundant. After the redundancy, I was super broke. And then that was like the universal credit process and having to forge away for myself and take the steps to some security. Your approach, particularly around debt and actually saving up for things, is an increasingly rare approach amongst people. Where do you think that came from? Is that something you picked up from family? Yeah, definitely. Definitely something I picked up from family. My mum, my dad, both taught me a lot about money and managing money. There's a running joke in my family that my auntie runs her life on a spreadsheet. She is just like military with timing and money. And I've definitely learned from all of those three people throughout like my formative years, even now, like even more so now than ever. And those, it took them a while, but it's, it's getting drilled into me. And like, I still make mistakes with money for sure, but the savings approach is something I definitely take from them, you know, saving for a rainy day and for instances that happen. And kind of like with debt, I don't know. I don't take out like loans and credit cards because I don't, I kind of just don't think I can have them. I tell myself like, oh, that, they're not for you. Maybe I don't think about that consciously, but subconsciously, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that self-discipline is really important for the reasons you just said that, you know, it can be really easy to see loans and credit cards simply as an extension to your to your income and you know and particularly times like we are now where not only are we faced with a lot of advertising and marketing from debt companies usually selling really aspirational side of debt but also it can be quite easy to say 
it's a pretty shit time of things at the moment. I'm going to treat myself to something, which is understandable. But it's important to have a really clear view as to if you are going to take on any debt, you really understand how you're going to going to repay it. So what you've done so far has been really great stuff and a great platform for you to start looking forward to the future. And how do you feel today then in terms of your Never Broke Fund and how you feel secure-wise? I mean, right today could be a lot better. But if you ask me in a week's time, I'll be good, you know? <laughs> so this is the thing. It can change a lot. And in my line of work, it definitely does change a lot. And that's something I have to manage. That's something that I've learned to manage the emotions of it. And I don't work on a nine to five, get paid once every month basis. Why? Because I don't want to. I hate that. I don't believe that we should have 12 paydays in a year. That is not what the human worth is to me. No way. I try to make a life that didn't revolve around that. So with that comes the experience of knowing that, okay, I might be broke here when people have money, but then it's going to change quickly if I stay on job. So that's how I feel. Okay, well, if we wrap up with a positive question, you win the lottery. Your lottery or Euro millions? How big are you thinking? <laughs> One of those where there isn't actually anything you couldn't buy. What's the first thing you're doing? Buying a house in Barbados. Oh, no, 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 no. First, 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 first. Give some to my mom. Um, That's the right answer. Give some to my mom. <laughs> some to my dad. Give some to my auntie. I'll probably go, like, there first. I'd probably go, like, those four. You almost don't want to win too big a lottery win, do you? I'm not going to agree with that, no. <laughs> There's no such thing. Um, I'm not going to You'll find that. a way to make it work. <laughs> yeah, so I'd pay those four people. Definitely buy a house in Barbados because I found me there. Buy a house in Pakistan because I'm from there. I'm going crazy after that. I'm going crazy. Gold chains, gold teeth, <laughs> new haircut, holy wardrobe. And why not? Once, once you do the admirable stuff. I would just point out that lottery tickets are a form of gambling that I don't condone in any way. Same, same. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I don't have debt, because I don't gamble. <laughs> that's brilliant. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. and Actually, it's really great to hear from someone who, despite everything that's going on, has a pretty clear understanding around what they're trying to do money-wise. It may not feel like it, <laughs> but uh, it certainly comes across that way. In the last episode, I explained how to start a budget if you've never done one before. Being able to understand your budget and keep updating it is the most important thing you can do to help you with what I'm calling the new reality of work and money. What I mean by that is that jobs for life are long gone. And if they do exist, they're in the minority. You don't go and do the same job for 20 years nowadays, a job with a salary and pension and benefits, a job where you know that you're going to be getting the same amount of money paid into your bank account every month. Many young people, just like Adam, are working the gig economy. They're freelancing or on short-term or zero-hour contracts. What I think is so interesting about Adam is that he's got a really good grip on how to handle this new reality. He's got some savings, what he calls his never-broke fund. Having savings is one part of a financial survival toolkit that I can give you to help you navigate the world of work and money right now. Why are savings important? Well, savings provide a buffer to give you a peace of mind. You heard Adam talking just before that having the Never Broke Fund meant he was able to use that cash to help him with an emergency. 
and he was able to relax because of that. Saving doesn't need to be complicated. It can be as simple as putting money in a jar or having a savings account. Interest rates are low at the moment, so that means you don't earn much money back on your savings. But it's about having that peace of mind, about not having to worry if an unexpected bill comes your way or you need to replace something that breaks. You might think, if you've not got much money, there's no point in saving. But that would be wrong. Even if it's just a few pounds here or there, it starts to build up. The more it builds, the more peace of mind you get and the more control you have over your money. Remember, the more money you have saved up, the less likely it is that you will have to resort to debt or short-term borrowing to meet those emergency needs. It's about the discipline of putting away a little bit every week or every month and remembering that that will help you in the long term. That's important. In the next episode, I'll be giving you another tip from your financial survival toolkit for this new reality. And it's all about a really good place where you can stash your cash when you do start saving. If you're getting good tips and advice from Get On The Money, please like, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Get On The Money is out every other Thursday. If you want to find out more about Open Money, please head to open-money.co.uk. Thanks and see you next time.